It's Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Aerialist podcast now with the Digit Network. How's it going, guys? Hope you're having an amazing week. Um, lots going on at Wrap Your Head Around Silks. Uh, teacher training starts April first for Silks Level One. So uh, registration is open, and you can ask me any questions you want. Um, we are doing fully virtual this time. It's going to last a month, and um, I'm so excited to work with you. Also have Roll It Out. You get a free four-inch massage ball just for signing up. We hit the mat every Monday and Thursday evenings to roll out our aerial muscles. And for me, it's a lifeline because now that I'm doing it twice a week, it is making a huge, huge impact on my on my recovery and everything. It's wonderful. All right. Today we have Kalina Suter. She is a trapeze specialist who resides in Scotland. She became pregnant at the height of her aerial strength. And she wanted a home birth free of interventions, but after 36 hours, she was still at six centimeters. She's now four months postpartum, and we talk about what she characterizes as a traumatic birth and recovery from the C-section she ended up with. All right, my friends, let's get started. Part of having kids, isn't it? (laughs) Well, okay, so what happened this morning? So now that she's in preschool three days a week, um, she's in preschool Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday and Thursday are the days that I can do this. Um, But... I scheduled two back to back and she, we, I had to negotiate because like, she's not happy with me right now. Understandable. <laughs> so the first negotiation was that I have to do it in the bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, this whole setup is usually in the office, but I gave her breakfast in bed and for the first hour she was by herself. And then now she's like, I have to be on you. She's four. So here we are. Yeah. <laughs> And this is this is Kalina. We've been actually trying to connect for a little while now. And now we're here. I was like, I'm not rescheduling this, Bean. We have to figure this out. Oh, I know. We have I have like half an hour with my boyfriend took out my four-month-old because he's teething. And that is usually quite noisy. So <laughs> for this moment, I have a bit of cold. Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get it done. So K- Kalina, can you please Introduce yourself, your name, your full name, your um, where you live, a little bit about um, your family, a little bit about your aerial practice, and then I'll just jump in. Okay, sounds good. So I'm Kalina Suter, and I live in Edinburgh in Scotland. Um, but originally, I'm Swiss, um, though I've spent many years living in the States, which is why people usually think that I'm American or Canadian, <laughs> but... But no, Um, I specialize in dance trapeze and I have been doing that for about, oh, what, 13 years now? Um, And my, yes, my main focus is coaching, mentoring people with dance trapeze, particularly with kind of dance trapeze artistry. Um, I have a four month old and uh, yeah, it's my boyfriend, my four month old and I. That's, I think that's all the questions you asked. <laughs> Four months. Yes. Uh, so you are just out of that first or that fourth trimester. I just talked to my friend Christine. She's, her baby's three months. Oh my goodness. Uh, how was that fourth trimester? Um, I mean, intense, which I think everyone seems to say that it is. But it was, yeah, roller coaster. I, uh, I didn't quite have the birth that I had 
uh, been hoping for or envisioned. So I had a lot more recovery to do after, which added added some more challenges. Did you have a vaginal birth? No, I ended up with an unplanned C-section. Oh man, me too. Yeah, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to go. I want to talk about that, but so what was? Well, everybody has a thing or a couple things that make the fourth trimester really challenging. What was yours? The extra recovery that I had to do for my body, like I was already expecting, you know, quite a big recovery from just being pregnant and giving birth, but then having to deal with recovering from a surgery as well was just a whole nother layer that I wasn't prepared for Um, on top of the intensity of just, it's my first child. So I'm like, what am I doing? Everything is new. <laughs> yeah. Like what, like specifically, mm-hmm. like that recovery, like what was it like? Like getting out of bed, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So like, yeah. Coughing, <laughs> coughing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Coughing, sneezing, uh, like even just peeing in the first like week, <laughs> like all of that was a challenge and, you know, trying to stand up and carry my baby for from the bedroom to the kitchen or anything like that was hard nursing yeah. nursing when you can't have like any pressure on your lower abdomen like all of that yeah how do, do you have like a concoction of a position I, that you do yeah well my my doula ended up giving me a nursing pillow which was a lifesaver it just gave me that support and that barrier around my around my scar that was healing so I was able to like also figuring out nursing for the first time and just trying to find a position that was comfortable for me and you know kind of there's also that that feeling that like upper back ache yes early newborn like leaning that hunching Yeah, upper back ache, your chest is so tight. Oh, yeah. From the weight of the boobs, and, like, we all have strong pecs, and so if they're not opened and stretched, it just, like, brings your shoulders forward. It's painful. Yeah. Ah, she said nipple. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... Nipple. Yes. Uh, Kalina, if you could go back to your, um your pregnancy uh, and then the, the labor is there anything that stands out to you that might that might add to this great um you know bunch of stories that we have about women experiencing all this as aerialists oh my goodness i mean i've i've been thinking about this a lot and especially in like processing my birth it all kind of went and the one thing like i thought i was taking it fairly easy with training through my pregnancy, especially from the third trimester on. But looking back now, like if I got pregnant again, I definitely would be even gentler on my body to prepare for birth. I wouldn't push because basically my one of my issues was that my labor wasn't progressing and my like my pelvic floor is so tight. Mm, you know just and so many years of training in a way and not understanding like my my pelvis and like uh, you know like the female pelvic health not understanding fully how that's going like how my training is affecting that 
So you feel like was training relatively okay and easy-ish throughout your pregnancy? Like your body was just doing the things? Ish. I mean, first trimester, I was nauseous for a while. So, and no energy, just full of exhaustion, which I, again, so my pregnancy was unplanned, unexpected. Um, I went from basically being the fittest, strongest I've ever been in my life to suddenly pregnant. And though it was super welcomed and something I've always wanted, it was like one extreme from feeling like, okay, I'm really, I'm in the best shape I've ever been aerial wise to I'm nauseous. I'm exhausted. Like trying to rig my trapeze is hard work. Mm. Although, you know, and it's kind of one of those things where I wasn't showing yet and I wasn't, you know, I was like, I don't look pregnant. I don't, you know, all that stuff, except I can't, like I'm struggling to do the stuff because I'm so exhausted um, but after that second trimester was pretty easy. I was able to train as in like aerial stuff, the way I was doing it was feeling pretty okay. Um, I was just, if that something didn't feel good or felt too hard, I didn't beat myself up about it. And I just like, okay, I don't do that thing anymore. I let that go for now. Um, and I think I stopped doing aerial around 30 weeks. Um, and I hadn't been doing much before. Like I'd stopped doing inversions. I could still, I could still invert. Like I could still do, I had the strength to do a lot of stuff, but it just didn't feel supportive. It just didn't feel, it didn't feel necessary to me. And at the time, um, but I was still, I was like lifting weights and going to the gym and, you know, doing all that stuff. Got it. Okay. And so, and so um, how did your labor start? So I was, what was I, 39 weeks and I started, I just started doing those like period style, like cramps, uh, I was awake all night, just feeling the, feeling the cramps kind of get more intense. I was like, okay, I've heard about this. This is probably, you know, starting, but it could be a while still. Um, the next morning got more intense and then I started to kind of feel like contractions and I was like, okay, this is definitely getting stronger quite quickly um and I had it was a it was 36 hours of active pushing like feeling the urge to push really intense pretty much like just almost non-stop contractions like there was they would ease off for a little while a few minutes in between and then there'd be phases where they just kept rolling and um so the, my baby was like in a posterior position. So it was very intense, very, very intense. Um, and yeah, I was at home. I wanted a home birth. Um, I, yeah, I'm super alternative with all that. I like, I really. I don't think it, I don't think it's alternative anymore. I think that's like, you know, 40%. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I really Maybe, wanted, yeah. like, you know, at a birthing pool, I wanted just this. And, I, and the interesting thing was I was not, I was not worried about the birth. Like, leading up to it, I was very much like, I know my body. It's going to be great. Do this, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, you think you're really, like, in tune with it. And then it just took a turn to the opposite direction than I had even really imagined it going, um, which was, yeah, quite a lot to to then kind of, understand afterwards I think as someone I'd expected or imagined 
one, I mean, I know birth, there's a lot of unpredictable uh, factors in birth, but yeah, that was just, it was like, went from one side of the spectrum to the other. So when, when did you, when in it were you like, okay, we need to go to the hospital? So, uh, like two days in, um, probably around 30, about 30 hours in, um, I was just really exhausted. So I kept vomiting during my labor. I couldn't keep any food down. I couldn't keep any water down. And the contractions were too frequent for me to get any kind of rest. And I was exhausted. I was so exhausted. And I started to, I started to disassociate from my body. I started to kind of, cause of the, it was so, so painful. I understand like, you know, I'm not even gonna say it was intense. It was painful. It was just really, really painful with the position that um, he was in and my body, I was starting to get, you know, in hindsight, I was starting to get quite like disheartened that it wasn't going anywhere. Um, and then I started to get to this point of like, why is it not continuing? Why is it not? And I get like, I wasn't dilating. I was just like, and your midwife was giving you what she, like yeah. telling you what. Yeah. What I had a, I had out. a, doula there and I my intentions first were like okay we'll see you know maybe I'll just have the doula and then I ended up calling the midwives um and they were there they were super supportive and everything and like you know it's just like yep you just got to keep going it's all good you just gotta keep going um and your water had not broken it had not broken and then it broke on the second day um so it started like on a Monday night I started feeling first like a little bit of like sensation by Tuesday afternoon everything was like full swing and then what was it it was late Wednesday night that I started to just I was just basically at a point of why is this not going I'm in so much pain and I'm trying to disassociate from my body and I knew that wasn't good I knew that like me starting to want to check out was not good so I made the decision to go to the hospital basically for some pain relief was the intention at first to just be like okay maybe I can just keep going if I have some support again it's not something I wanted at the time but I was like, this is maybe the option we got there and uh so I was basically was like okay I'll you know getting epidural I had like the air and gas but that was doing nothing um and then they just were monitoring the monitoring the baby and at that point they were like okay actually things have gotten to a point where the baby's in distress my waters broke right before I went to the hospital and I thought maybe that would have helped but it got so much more intense after that um and like the pain, the pain got intense, pain, more intense. The pain got more intense. And then I stopped feeling the sensation or the, like the instinct to, to push. It's like everything was actually retreating back. Um, but the contractions were still coming and they were just, they'd gotten like 10 times more intense. So, and then at that point, at that point I was, I was exhausted. I was disheartened and, and I was a little scared, you know, How much were you dilated? About six centimeters. 
only six. Yeah. And so was like in hindsight, did they tell you like, was the baby's angle not conducive to coming out? That's what we discovered along the way. Initially, okay. it felt good, but then, yeah, it seemed like so his head was kind of angled up, so his chin, and it just, yeah, it literally just felt like my back was being ripped open. Like, oh, man. On a feeling. Um, I, tried, I tried all kinds of positions to, like, help him move and to try and encourage, you know, things to shift in my pelvis, and it just... It didn't happen. And they gave you that epidural? Uh, no. So it was when they were did the monitoring before giving me the epidural that they were basically, they were came in, they were like, it's too late to do the epidural. We need to do a C-section now. Um, okay. And how did you respond? At that point, I was so exhausted. And yeah. Okay. I, you know, I didn't want to risk anything happening to him more severe by waiting longer just because I wanted to have a vaginal birth um that I agreed to it at the time and then within like an hour later he was he was born um but yeah it was it was a big turn in events from what I had imagined yeah okay and so in hindsight Mm. in hindsight um what are your thoughts in hindsight, I think I had a lot of, there's there's different layers. There's a layer of physically, I think things were quite tense and restricted in my pelvis and like the muscles and everything from the way I trained for a lot of years. So it was just this, so that wasn't very supportive for the process of birth. Um, and then I think too, there was a lot of underlying fear that I hadn't really looked into um and there were some disruptions in the birth too as far as like just the environment getting a bit feeling a bit stressful and then me starting to feel kind of like not like I could relax and you know um like really focus on giving birth in that way so I think in hindsight I I think there were too many people at my birth initially. All Oh, okay. So how many people in the room? In the room, initially, just my doula and my boyfriend. And then um, the midwives came. Um, and here, I don't know how it is in the States, but here it's like whoever, like you. there's a home birth team and um, one, whoever's on call comes and there's always two that come um and then they're on call for a while and then if you're still in labor and you keep going then next person comes and so it's just like I had like four different three or four different midwives in the time that I was in labor so it was a lot of change kind of happening there um they were all lovely but it was a lot of yeah, it wasn't it was not undisturbed at all. And I and I think, you know, I I feel like I allowed that into my space as well. Um which I think if if I was doing it again, I would be I would think a lot more about how I was going to protect my peace in a sense. And um yeah, because I kind of it's like 
when I first started to get a bit nervous about things, I just, I let, I let that piece, that space that I had wanted to kind of safeguard, I just kind of started letting, letting them in. Um, and then I feel like that just escalated. So I kind of feel like what happens sometimes is if you check mark the box for one thing, you're like in for a package deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost like, you know, I'm sure because you were in a hospital, you had a C-section like it's it's like Grand Central Station mm -hmm. in your in your recovery room. Mm -hmm. And it's a terrible experience. And it's almost like, yes, you let it happen because you're at the hospital. But I don't know if a lot of us have choice. Yeah. If you're at a hospital, um, tell me. Nipple. Nipple. She loves saying that word when I'm recording this podcast. She's very on brand. <laughs> You're very on brand, Bean. Let me give you a massage just so that you'll let us do this for a little bit longer. Okay? Because I know Kalina doesn't have a lot of time either, so we're just going to do the story. Nipple. Nipple. So you are, you're in what country right now? Scotland. You're in Scotland. And what time is it over there? Uh, it's like 6.30 in the 6 evening. 6.30. So... Do you know anything about the American system? Would you be able to compare the Scottish system and the American at all? Mommy. Really know much about the American system. No. You don't. Okay. Right. You don't. Um, is is the Scottish system at all like is there something that, is there anything that you like about the medical system in your country? Yeah, okay, okay. Relax. <laughs> um, I wouldn't exactly go that far, no. <laughs> no? Okay. No. No. I wouldn't really uh, no, I try and have as little to do with it as possible. Do you have socialized medicine there? Yeah. Okay. Does it make, there's obviously a lot of upsides to that, but does it make um, things challenging as well to like get, get appointments and get the right doctors and all that? It's kind of a hit or miss. Like you don't know who you're going to get. You don't have a choice. I see. You know? I see. You could say no to someone if you didn't like someone and try and get someone else, but... It's kind of a bit of like, you know, luck of the draw. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, so, um, Nepal. Do you, because I, like, I love just being right here, but the, the birth was, was quite traumatic for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you put yourself in that category? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, would you imagine it's so early it's so hard to imagine having another one did you ever think you're gonna have more than one child yeah yeah I've, I've always wanted to have like multiple kids oh okay yeah so I've been imagining like what what it would be like to be one pregnant again and give birth again and you know just and just do it differently yeah yeah mm-hmm but there's definitely fear there now in a way that I'll need like need to process and work through that I didn't have. It's different, you know. I kind of. I guess there's an experience now, and before it was just imagining. Like yeah. Um, do you mind me asking how old you are now? I'm 35. You're 35. Yeah. Um, and have you started training again? I wouldn't call it training. <laughs> you're you're doing diaphragmatic breathing then? Yeah. So I've been I've been uh, I've 
been very gentle returning back. I mean, I'd say the the most exhausting thing is like carrying my baby around uh, in the carrier when I go for walks and stuff because he's, he's not a small baby. Um, oh, that's the other thing. How how big was your baby coming um, he was, out? He was eight and a half pounds. Okay. And he's he's gr- so not gigantic, but bigger no. than bigger than average maybe bigger than average and i'm a small person <laughs> i'm like five foot three and like i'm quite quite small so he's big he's big for me <laughs> um yeah no my training now is very gentle it's a lot of like learning how to breathe in a way um and i've i have returned to the studio and i have hung up my trapeze but i most of that is just moving on the ground, moving with the trapeze. I've been on it a couple times, but no inversions, no pull-ups, none of that. Because um, it feels way too soon. Do you see this? Yes. I started, I, I taught her the song, I like to move it, move it. And that's what she's singing right now. <laughs> I like to banana. I like to banana. <laughs> It's going great. It's good to see they still do this when they're like four. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad you're being gentle with yourself. Oh my goodness. So many people at this time are like, I need to do a show. Like, but all power to them, you know? Depends, you know, it's wherever you're at. Totally. Totally. I know. There's so many different ways of going about it. I do feel there's a quite a lot in our in the aerial culture of like, gotta get back to it, gotta bounce back, gotta, you know, like how quickly can you return? And for me that feels like the least constructive thing at the moment. And it's like putting a lot of space, a lot of time, moving like moving in ways that feel good, whatever that looks like, you know? And uh, Yes. Yeah. I don't even know if I can focus right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna put video of this moment on social media and you're just gonna see legs. Yes. <laughs> legs and legs and legs and legs. Uh Kalina, if you have any um piece of advice for Aero Mamas out there who are in your I'm a banana I'm a banana all legs all legs i'm seeing (laughs) um honestly i would just say like listen to your body i know it sounds so cliche but listen to your body if it feels like you need to go slow go slow you know there's no there's no need to feed back to anything or you know just really really tuning what feels what feels right in the moment That, that that takes a bit of a yeah. That's sometimes hard to do. It's really so the hard. fact that you're pulling that off, it's great. It's really you know? hard. It's really hard to because there's so much. I mean, even I found just people telling me when I was pregnant, like, oh, you're gonna bounce back in no time because you know you're you've been doing. You're in such great shape. Blah blah blah. Yeah, you're gonna and I'm like, cool. Thanks, but what if I don't want to bounce back right away? What if I want to take time? And I mean, right now, I just want to be around my baby because it, 
it seems like I mean people say this all the time it goes by so fast but it really sucks. Look, she's got no undies on too making this whole thing better ow that's that's the vibe of the podcast Got a naked butt butt. We call it a butt butt here. I, I, I tell her I play the guitar on her butt sometimes. Like this. Oh. Like this. Um, yeah, I think it's really hard to do. I think I think it's hard to do, even if there's not a specific voice telling us to get back. It's, it's a societal vibe in the air. It's a buzz in the air, and it makes us... It, it, can, it can create so many feelings. Yeah. Did you, did you go straight back, or did you take time? Uh, I had a C-section as well. I kind of went back because it was January 1st, 2nd, and I went back to teaching. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I was like, New Year, I can do this. Um, but I actually made the mistake. I didn't train what I would consider, like, now in hindsight, the... I didn't train the way I should have. Mm-hmm. I started doing a lot of things before that the smallest muscles could turn on. Mm-hmm. And so then I ended up using everything but. Yeah. Which happens a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I had to regress my training. Yeah. I went to pelvic floor. I went to a pelvic floor um, PT like a year after postpartum and then restarted again. Yeah. Learned it right. And then now I'm where I'm at. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, a little kitty cat. You want to say hello to Kalina? Hi. <laughs> she she got through almost two hours of podcast recording. I think you did really good. That is me. that is very impressive. Very patient. Well, I mean, she got through it without a huge meltdown. We did have legs and butt butt <laughs> in in the podcast, but you know, there's other podcasts that have like immaculate sound. That is not mine. You're keeping it real, though. You know, I think that's moms that are listening. That's just... Yeah, they get it. Yeah, exactly. You're keeping it real. Well, you know, Kalina, since this was such a shorty, uh, maybe we'll do another check-in, like, in six months to see how you guys are doing, talk more about your experience with the kiddo. Yeah, no. And getting back to your life. I'm sure I'll have a different perspective then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for carving out the time all the way out there in Sco- Scotland. Thank you for having me. Scotland. Yeah. Who's Scotland? Oh, Scott. She's in Scotland. All right, Bean, what would you like to say to the listeners? Go ahead. A bunch of apples. A bunch of apples? Oh, my goodness. All right, Kalina, thank you so much for carving out the time. It was a bit of a... Like we had like a 20, 30 minute window. Um, Bean had her like legs kicking all over me. She was going to the end, like getting to the, you know, end of her childcare, but we, we did it. So thank you so much for making time and um, sharing, sharing your story. Uh, teacher training coming up, six level one, fully virtual starting April the 1st. I would love to work with you. Also, Bean... Careful. Oh my goodness. That was a pencil sharpener, like a plastic one. And all the shards, pencil little shavings are all over. But it's, I digress. Um, 
It's okay, my love. Roll it out. Uh, you get a free four-inch ball just for signing up. We hit them out on Monday and Thursdays. It is a game changer for your aerial muscles and for your, you know, your pain level, all that. All right, if you would please honor me with the five-star rating and a review, it helps so much. Uh, if you want to check out Greener Grass, the podcast I do with Kelly McVeigh, um, just to hear the sound of my voice one more time during the week. All right, my friends, uh, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in over and out. This is Carrie from Rapper Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,